0: Welcome to Terrible People Terrible Podcast, sketch comedy for jerks.
1: You can see Terrible People this Saturday, May twentieth, at eleven thirty p.m. at Improv Boston, and every third Saturday of the month, eleven thirty p.m. at Improv Boston.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Terrible Peeps, or hit us up on Facebook. You're listening to Terrible People Terrible Podcast. that it's actually illegal if somebody brings a a service animal into like a restaurant or something and says that it's a service animal, it's illegal to ask them for any more information than that?
2: No, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, it's a good thing that I
2: told you.
3: (laughs) Doing okay over there, hon? Um,
1: Yeah, just a little anxious. I've, I've never been a good flyer.
3: I know, I know. Just take some deep breaths. We'll be in Seattle soon. It'll be really fun. Just sit back, relax.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Uh, uh, hi, excuse me. I, I think that's, that center seat is mine.
3: Oh, I can You. I can move. Okay. Let me just move over. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh. 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 <laughs> that was <awkward. laughs> Beautiful snake you have.
4: Oh, thank you. He's my service snake for emotional stress. I, I just have a lot of anxiety, but... I find keeping a large snake with me at all times comforts me.
3: Oh, that's so sweet. Well,
4: I hope he's a better flyer than me. <laughs> oh, he's a great flyer. Ah, oh, God! Ah. Well, somebody's excited for Vegas. <laughs> I'm so happy to let me bring him on the plane.
1: I'd be a mess if I didn't have him right now. Yeah, I'm feeling a little anxious myself right now.
3: Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm sorry, my husband is not a good flyer. <laughs>
4: oh. oh, my gosh, would you like to take him for a moment?
3: Um... Uh, I, just,
4: I, 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 don't, I don't know. Ben,
3: this gentleman is being nice. Take his snake.
4: Uh, be careful, he is venomous. You know what? I, I'm good. Oh, oh, oh. oh, is it because of the venom? It's because of the venom, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Is, is there any chance you could maybe store him? It, it, it's a short flight.
4: Oh, he'll calm down once we get in the air. He ate before we get on the plane, so he'll probably start snoozing once we get up. Oh, well, what did he eat? I don't know. You must have found a rat or something in the boarding area. I'm sorry to bother everyone. Has anyone seen my baby? Huh? Huh? We know, were boarding the plan
0: and I just lost track of her. I've seen no um, baby.
3: No.
1: Sir, did your snake eat that baby? What? No! Ben. Sir, he's a service snake. They don't eat kids. Ma'am, I understand that you're probably in shock right now, but it seems pretty obvious that this snake ate your baby. Ben,
4: please no stop. way. Sure, he may be capable of eating items the size and shape of a human baby, but he's a good boy. He
1: would never do that.
3: <laughs> oh, look at that face! He's feisty.
1: He ate your baby! You get that snake off of this plane! He is a
4: service snake. You have to accommodate him.
3: And please do not be rude to the snake. I will not have this man
0: discriminated against just because his pet potentially ate my baby girl.
1: I'm starting to feel real anxious right now. So you can't just bring a dangerous animal on a plane just because you're disabled!
4: <gasps> oh, you went there.
1: Hey, hon!
0: I uh, I found Emily. She was over by the Hudson News. Oh, that's such good news, and sir, you are a monster!
4: I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about that. No, uh, you know what? It's fine. I can't expect everyone to understand my disability after all. I'll just go switch seats with someone. Oh, please
1: don't.
3: Oh my god, you're so embarrassing. You were so rude to that man and his snake.
1: I was not rude. You
3: were. I can't take you anywhere.
1: Hey guys,
0: any room here for a guy and his service goose? Sure. (laughs) The following is an actual review of the Terrible People live
5: show. Went to the 11 p.m. show last night. Terrible People, more like Terrible Show. (laughs) They cycled through a series of skits, some of which had dumb humor in it, and milked the audience for laughs. There were a few one-liners that managed to sneak a chuckle. (laughs) But here's really the meat and potatoes of one of their more elaborate skits, and you can tell they spent time on this one. Twins Towers, a sandwich shop, talking about aerodynamic bread, towers coming down, Pentagon Pizza, where you'll only finish one-fifth of it, references to Flight 93 and kids becoming orphans. I mean, I can't even recall half of it because I was partially in disbelief that they went there and partially disgusted that the guy in front of me was laughing hysterically. For his sake, I hope it was the nervous laughs. There is so much material out there than to use a terrorist attack close to home where nearly 3,000 people died What's next? The marathon bombing? (laughs) Your attempt at offensive comedy was blunt and not well thought out. If you think I'm overreacting, I challenge you to waste your money and see the show for yourself. Prepare to be stunned and disgusted. Am I offended? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm embarrassed for the people who wrote these acts because it's definitely not the best sketch writers and actors in Boston, as their site advertises. I'd rather stare at the sun.
2: So we can all agree, Boo Boo the Snow Leopard really put the cat in catastrophe Unfortunately, there were no survivors.
0: (laughs) In brighter news, the solar eclipse this weekend attracted a record number of tweets. Did you watch the eclipse, Marianne?
2: Sure did, Hal. It was really something. Jeff and I made those viewing boxes with the kids, had a little wine... It's great to unplug for a bit and just watch the night sky with wine.
0: <laughs> well, you gotta make those viewing boxes.
2: Oh, absolutely. I
0: mean, it's a beautiful phenomenon, but you can't look at it directly. <laughs> it's like the Basilisk and Harry Potter.
2: You said it, Hal. Well, it's 7.45 on Monday, which means it's time for Myron's Movie Monday with our very own Myron, the movie man, Squidge.
0: Welcome to the cinema. I'm Myron Squidge. Uh, what was that about those viewing boxes?
2: Oh, it's a box. You watch the shadows so you don't look right at the eclipse.
0: Right, right, don't look right at it. I'm I'm fine, I'm I'm fine, I'm well. Well, films! There's a new Magnificent Seven remake starring Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt. Black Cowboy, what next? An unconventional choice for sure, Hal. But personally, what I was more perplexed by was director Anton Fuqua's choice to place a large amorphous black space across every shot. As at first, I assumed it was a dust devil, or maybe a tumbling tumbleweed, but it's never rectified or addressed in any way. In this reviewer's opinion, I'm not sure that John Sturgis or Akira Kurosawa would have approved. The film also features a parade of celeb co-stars, but blink and you'll miss them. Especially if, like me, your blinks are increasingly long and dry. (sighs) Up next, fans of the recent smash children's book, Mrs. Paragon's Home for Peculiar Children, will be pleased to know that the film adaptation shares the same whimsical spirit of its source material. However, director Tim Burton strays from the book in a number of key ways, most notably the choice to include a large, shapeless black space that only grows larger as the film progresses. My question, Mr. Burton, how can we even know how peculiar these children are when they're covered nearly head to toe by a fuzzy black smudge that seems to follow the viewer even outside the frame? You know, folks. I think I'm getting too old for these new styles of filmmaking. First, it was the shaky cam documentary style thing, and now what? The directors just film all these presumably fantastic action shots and then hire a cinematographer to add a formless void?
2: Myron, I have to stop you. I saw that film last week.
0: Oh yeah, Marianne? I didn't know you were a Mrs. Peregan fan.
2: Yeah, Jeff. I took the kids, had some wine, really charming little film, but I don't recall a huge black dot. It's
0: not a dot, Mary It's like a cloud of black smoke. Occasionally there seem to be little sparks of color inside it, but mostly it just blocks everything and makes your eyes hurt. Maybe I'm just out of touch. I just don't get it. Ha! <sighs> oh, <sighs> And it's time for this week's box office top 10. At number 10, we've got Suicide Squad. Still going strong. (laughs) Great movie. At number nine, through what looks to be number two are apparently classified. There's just a sort of floating absence, I guess. And at number one, we've got Sully. Not sure why the Dawnville Gazette doesn't want you to know about the other films. Some fiendish plot by Jared Leto's Joker, maybe. Finally, for the inspirational film lovers, we've got the new Disney feature based on the world of competitive chess, Queen of Cotway. You know, I had high hopes for this movie. All my friends praised it for being so inspirational. It's so inspirational, they told me. Excuse me, but but since when is a growing, pulsating void smeared across the center of the screen inspirational? (sighs) Maybe this old dog is just growing cold. But as far as being inspired goes, I have to say that it is barely worth the effort of changing my seeping eye bandages and feeling my way into the Cineplex.
2: If I can cut in here, Myron, it sounds like you might be experiencing some adverse effects from the eclipse.
0: (sighs) Yes, Marianne. I've been realizing that with dawning horror for some time. It is now clear that what I believe to have been a choice in cinematography was in fact the erosion of my corneas. Wow, Myron, I know I speak for Mary when we say we're so sorry. It's not all bad. I didn't really miss anything from Bridget Jones's Baby. <laughs> that's a bad movie.
2: I liked it. <laughs>
0: Boston Strong is by far my least favorite rallying cry of all. The idea that like, thank God this didn't happen in Providence, or else that city would all be under Sharia law by now, is such a bullshit, like, fucking Boston wants to be a real city so badly. What We've just think? lost all the people that listened to us in Boston.
5: <laughs> hey, can we just say how many more people died in 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: after 9-11, there were definitely those guys from Boston. I knew a couple of them who were like, Hey, the plane's left from here. And you're like, are you trying to be a part of this? Like, why? why? Definitely-
5: Man, gorgeous day. The fish aren't even biting, and I couldn't give one fucking shit. I could stay out here forever.
6: Hell yeah. Man, I can't believe you bought a boat, Dave. This is so awesome. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. (laughs) On a a boat? (laughs) I'm gonna take a piss on the water. I feel fancy as
5: frick. Hey, hot shot. What's up? Can you grab me some suds while you're down there? You got it. Hey, Dave, how'd you afford this, by the way?
0: I mean, it's no big deal. It's like 30 years old. Not new or anything. I think the previous owner just wanted to get rid of the old girl. (laughs)
5: Wow. You lucky fucking bastard.
6: What, uh, what happened down there, Dave? What are you talking about, Gary?
5: There's, uh, looks
6: like... Kinda looks like there's barely patched up bullet holes in your boat, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those! Oh, man, I was gonna fix them, but I think they kinda give the boat character, you know?
6: I kinda like them. Yeah, probably some, like, aggressive coral or something, huh?
5: Hey, Hoss, Where's my brewski? Oh, sorry, I I forgot. Jesus, I'll go. Look at what I'm talking about when you get down there. Yeah, whatever, fucko.
6: (laughs) So, uh, where'd you even find this for sale? Oh, uh, just on
0: Craigslist. Guy in Watertown. I bought it the same day I saw the ad. (laughs) Couldn't pass up the deal. I mean, this boat is awesome. Right. Right. Oh, hold on, I gotta take a piss now. Be right back.
5: Uh, hey.
6: Yo, did did you see what I was talking about?
5: Um, yes. Also some other things. There was, uh... Well, I think they call it a screed written on the wall down there Gary I Think this is the fucking marathon bombing boat. What the boat that the second marathon bomber was shot to shit in You know blood everywhere. No,
6: no, you can't can't be it can't be. Oh, hey, Dave
5: Hey, would you say the name of this boat was again? Oh, she's called the sail away Thinking about changing it though. Oh, yeah What to the safe sail? The Reef Rampage? What, what are you doing? The last stand, the, the, Dave? The, 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 the license to
0: chill. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, I see what you're doing. And you can stop. To answer your question, yes. This is the Marathon Bombing Boat. <gasps> no, 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 and it's awesome! <laughs> what?! No, I knew it! Why'd you fuck did you buy the Boston Marathon Boat, Dave? Because it was a great deal and a
6: piece of American history! Well, I do think I'm gonna be sick. I, if I could swim, I would swim
5: right back to shore right now. You bought a goddamn terrorist boat, Dave.
0: No, no, no. The terrorist was just in the boat, guys. It wasn't his boat. That's a big difference. It was actually owned by a nice old oh my man. Oh, God. Is,
6: is that blood over there? <laughs> that- I,
0: I don't know for sure one way or the other, but yes, I would guess it came from inside another person. Oh. Okay, look, guys. I I couldn't have afforded an awesome boat like this otherwise.
6: I feel like just... Being in this boat is unpatriotic. Oh,
0: give me a break, Gary. You loved the boat a few moments ago. Besides, guys, this boat doesn't represent terrorism. It, it represents justice. They caught a terrorist in this boat. This boat was where America made a stand against evil. Those bullet holes there, they are a testament to human perseverance and a reminder that, that we won, that we are Boston Strong.
5: Well, I... guess I didn't think of it that way. I still think you're crazy for buying this thing, Dave. But you know what? I guess you did turn a negative into a positive.
6: Exactly! And you know who
0: else knows how to turn a negative like the marathon bombing into a positive? Mark Wahlberg! Wahlberg. Fuck that guy.
2: Yeah Let's not talk about men Let's talk
3: about sex And our grandparents Yeah Uh, I recently found out Last Thanksgiving That my grandparents Were swingers Oh (laughs) Um, It came up when My uh, aunts and uncles Were very very drunk And they were talking About like Let's call them the Robinsons who used to come over all the time. But they said it with a tone because they were playing poker with the Robinsons that night. And me being a pervert caught on to that tone Mm
2: -hmm. and went. But I'm sure you didn't want to. No, I did
3: because I was also drunk and I was like very excited that my grandparents were interesting and not just um, semi-racist drunks. Okay,
2: cool. So um,
3: I was like, are you guys implying that? Uh, My mom and Pop-Up were swingers. And then they all, like, shared a glance. There was lots of laughing and, like, some, like, not quite 100% confirmation. But the best part was one of my aunts freaked out and started going, no, they were not. No, they were not. No, they were not. They were married and they loved each other. (laughs) And I was like, um, you can love someone and still be swingers, yeah, Aunt B. And she's like, no, you cannot. Ever since I got married, I've never looked at another man. Not one man have I even looked at since I got married. And oh, like,
2: that woman has sex yeah. dreams about somebody else every night. Every night. <laughs> yeah.
5: The following is a paid advertisement for 1-900 grandma lovers.
3: Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Oh, so alone. I mean, I, I could call that number my friend Gloria gave me. I mean, why not? It's my birthday, after all. <laughs> Get a little naughty.
4: Hello. Thanks for calling grandmother lovers. We are just dying to talk to you. We just have a couple of questions. First, if you would like a male experience, press 1. For a female experience, press 2.
3: Oh, well now, that, that is an interesting question. Um, call me old-fashioned, but I'll say male. One.
4: Question 2. What's your favorite profession? For doctor, press 1. For lawyer, press 2. For other, press 3.
3: Ooh, <laughs> Grandma does like a little role play. Lawyer it is. Two.
4: <laughs> okay. Last question. At the beep, say your grandson's name.
3: Oh, what? Uh, David.
4: Thanks, beautiful. Please hold. Your experience starts now. Hey, Grandma, it's me.
3: Oh, what? Uh, David.
0: I took time out of my busy schedule as a lawyer to come spend time with you because I value you.
3: Oh, David, is, is that really you? You're so sweet to come visit me. Well, I really just want to sit and play
0: cards with you.
3: Oh. What a sweet boy you are. Can I get you something to eat? How about I make you a sandwich?
0: That would be great, Grandma. But before you do, I have something to tell you. You know how you were always telling me to settle down and find a nice girl?
3: Of course. But you only had eyes for other boys. It made me so sad.
0: Well, I found the right lady, and she changed me, Grandma. And we're getting married.
3: David, this is wonderful news.
0: There's more. We're having a baby boy, and we're naming him after your brother that died in World War II.
3: What? Emery? Oh, I'm going to be a great grandma.
0: I'm not done. We're going to need some help once the baby arrives. So I'm checking you out of the home, and you're going to come live with us.
3: Oh, thank God. Oh, honey, I'm so lonely here. Oh, David, you've made your grandma so happy. This is all so perfect.
0: No, you are. Now... Go make
3: me a turkey sandwich, oh oh. and let's do a puzzle.
5: This has been a paid advertisement for 1900 grandma lovers.
1: <laughs> are you are you much of a cologne guy? So yeah, I I
0: wear some cologne, but uh, Where's the scent? uh I wear a scent, but it's not. When I think of cologne, I think of my my grandfather uh, who wore uh, like Old Spice or English leather. One of these ones that I used to think was super fancy, but now you can can get it at Walgreens for Mm. like $5. (laughs) And I was wondering, was it ever classy or was my grandfather like a $5 uh, cologne
1: kind of guy? You have the ability to rewrite history as you see fit. I guess it depends on how much you like your grandpa. Uh, I love him, so I'm going to assume that was real fancy. Classiest guy in the world. Did
0: a lot of guys at your high school wear Drakkar Noir? Was that a
1: big thing when you were were in high school? In New Jersey, 95% of the population wore Dracard Noir. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: In in New York, it's Mm -hmm. the same exact thing. The the metro tri-state area was awash in Dracard Noir. Where,
1: where, from spells gross.
2: Ugh, this club is so lame. I agree that the club is lame.
6: Uh, pardon me, ladies? May, May I buy you a drink?
2: Ew, no. You're the worst. Stop being the worst. Right?
1: Oh, okay. Hey, you. Pathetic loser. Who, me? Always striking out with the ladies, champ. Do I know you? Not having luck when it comes to getting those
6: digits. No, I I guess not. Maybe it's time to change. I guess I could be a little
1: more confident. The way you smell. Oh. Scientists have proven three things. One, the Earth is 6,000 years old. Two, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. And three, the way into a woman's pants is through her nose. Uh, are any of those... Just ask this actual scientist.
0: It's true, Dan. According to science facts, smells go up the nose holes and directly into the underpants holes are, are you
1: are you dan that's why you should try enemy's blood cologne enemy's blood that's right pathetic loser it, it's chester ladies love a man that smells like a recently vanquished foe don't believe me just watch
2: all i like are shoots. that's true of all women
3: hey ladies what's up Put a baby in me! Me first, bitch! Don't worry,
4: ladies. I got enough baby batter for everyone. Thanks, enemies' blood cologne. Who is he
1: talking to? It's a historical science fact that nothing makes the downtown baby factory cry like a man returning home to his farm covered in the gore of the men he slaughtered to keep his family safe. Isn't that true, actual history scientist? As a historical scientist, I assure you, it
6: is. Okay, you, you sold me, I guess. How, how does it work? First, remove product from package. This is just a knife in a box. Next, find an enemy. Hey, Chester!
1: I haven't seen you since that time I stuck all those mega jawbreakers up your butthole! Dean Tronsky! Next, apply applicator. Oh, oh my god! Ah! Oh! Oh, god! Yes! <laughs> Spread the scent evenly and thoroughly. Uh, get off of me, you lunatic! Step four. Get all the ladies. <laughs> is he dead?
2: Fat, do you smell that? I do. It's like something in my primordial lady DNA is making my downstairs hump hole rated for a man stallion. Hey, gross lame guy from before. I want to sex you now.
1: You see? It's just that easy with... M-
2: Emmy's Blood
1: Smell like a man. Pussy. No, no, seriously, is he dead? You can see Terrible People this Saturday, May 20th, at 11:30 p.m. at Improv Boston, and every third Saturday of the month, 11:30 p.m. at Improv Boston.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Terrible Peeps, or hit us up on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Terrible People, Terrible Podcast sketch comedy for jerks.